actually i would i would i would want to go ahead and share it all because i want uh, the support or the support mechanism in this industry to go through an overhaul welcome to event profscast a podcast built for you by hubelo technologies and now here's your host rachel moore Welcome back to the Event Profs Cast Experience, everyone. This is your host, Rachel Moore, and I hope you're having a good, if not great, week in event planning land. I'm glad you're listening to this podcast because it is, as always, brought to you by Hubelo, which is, as always, constantly finding ways to help you plan the most successful experiences possible. Experience is the key word here, and this time around on Event Profs Cast, we're focused on just that client experience, to be exact. One thing that every event professional and planner longs for is to take the guesswork and the unwelcome surprises out of your planned events. Our guest does just that. Yuvraj Saxena is the Director of Client Experience at Hubelo, and he is the person responsible for each of you having a little or a lot less heartburn in the middle of planning or executing your event experiences. How does he do it and why? Let's hear directly from the source, starting now. Uh, Yuvraj, I will uh, ask you really quick, could you introduce yourself to our listeners? Who are you? What's your name? Who are you at Hubelo? And a little bit about yourself. For sure. So uh, I'm the director for customer success at Hubelo. I've been with Hubelo for almost uh, 4.2 years now. Um, Mm. I started back in 2017. Uh, funny enough, I actually started off as the associate sales head for Hubelo, and then three months down the line, we realized that uh, rather than selling it out, the ones we have sold it to uh, can use my skills better. So I transitioned into customer success uh, back then. And, uh, you know, back then it was pretty easy. We were just 27 people in the organization. I was the 27th employee. So the transition happened really quick. But since then, we had this one particular view that this particular industry, Rachel, requires a very different sort of support mechanism uh, mm-hmm. to exist. And uh, another thing we realized was this is not something that exists outside because outside we still had the traditional support models. Mm-hmm. So we thought, why not give it a try and try something new? And that is what we did. And uh, four years down the line, uh, in terms of support, we are currently ranking above, uh, you know, almost almost all of our competitors right now. Yeah. Right. And uh, what we exactly do at Hubelo is, as soon as a customer has been closed, me and my team we become the custodians of that customers. We aim to be a team member to our customer and work with them to ensure that their events is a success. Mm-hmm. So if you would actually walk up to anyone in my team and ask them who do they work for. Uh, a very rare chance you would get an answer which says uh, who below or which says well Jen uh, it would rather be that we work for the customers and they yeah. truly believe that <laughs> yeah so that's well, precisely what we do yeah and I want to I want to dig into that a little bit because because mm-hmm. um, I've been we've been talking I work in marketing at Hubelo, so naturally mm-hmm. I, you know a lot of what I do is trying to delineate like what what are we what's the messaging we need to tell our customers, mm-hmm. you know, and whether it's a future customer, a current customer, or a returning customer, or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And what do we tell them about our client experience? And and I know one of the things that I think your team demonstrably does, and, and that's this is the difference, is that we're all in, in the video conferencing 
online gathering, you know, like if I, if I go be in a video conference tool right now, something very, you know, everybody uses and is really familiar with. And if I have a problem, I am probably on my own and sure I could go find their support page while I'm in the video conference or whatever and ask for help. Likelihood is there's going to be like, Oh, we'll get back to you in a set amount of time. The, 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 the sense of it being help is not a presence right in that call. Nobody's nobody from that platform is in that call at that moment to help me in the moment. And I think, Mm -hmm. am I correct? in that is where we're way different because we actually have a Hublot customer success person in a client's event, like right there. Yep. So, um, it's a longer process uh, when we talk about it. I mean, for example, uh, and I can use a different company's name, right, Rachel? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And if we're not, we'll, we All can right. always bleep it out. <laughs> but I would okay. say go for it. <laughs> All right. So I used to work for American Express. American Express is where I learned the basics of client servicing, right? And believe me, today's date, uh, I would still go ahead and rank American Express as the number one uh, customer services provider when it comes to the credit card industry. And not one, but many instances, I've thought to myself that why am I not doing uh, what we did back at American Express uh, at Hubelo? And I realized that that is not something that's just going to work. I can't have a set of people answering calls from random customers and trying to figure out what is it that they need help with. The most important thing uh, that comes into picture when you are trying to help out a customer during an event day is the context of their event, what their event means, what are they trying to do? Because the use cases, um, you know, one of the plus points externally of our product is our product is super versatile. So I can actually go ahead and conduct an event which is meant for probably um, you know, the parents of a junior school, we can also go ahead and conduct an event which is meant for uh, scientists from the radiology department, right? Uh, If a person does not have the context on what exactly feature is being used as what inside an event, it would be a frustrating 15 minute time for a customer to explain that Mm -hmm. uh, to the person that they have on the call that, hey, I'm calling about this. This is what we are using as this and this is what we need help with. And guess what by the time i explained you this the session i called you about is already over so i don't need your help anymore (laughs) right uh so that cannot exist in here what we do is we have a designated support person uh for all of our customers who come in uh right from the inception of that particular event inside the hublos ecosystem that customer success person is with the team they are the ones who onboard them train them uh troubleshoot their queries or suggest solutions placements because uh we also believe in one thing that for our own product there cannot be a better expert than ourselves right Mm -hmm. so many times this happens and the good part is uh the customers uh, that we have they're open uh to explore we suggest them that hey you thought of doing this using this particular feature but we have an experience that this one works better um nine out of ten times they go for it Right. Yeah. Then on the event day, what happens is we have a 24-7 standby support for them. Uh, apart from the 24-7 chat support, which we already have running, mm-hmm. right? 
the designated point of contact logs into the event for the first uh, two hours, four hours, keeps an eye out on how exactly uh, the things are going, how the sessions have started up. So let me tell you this interesting fact. Uh, mm -hmm. Nine out of 10 times, the issues with sessions going live, the issues with things uh, not working properly, they take place within the first one hour of the event. Ah. Right? Now, once we have got them started, the person who's running the show has started uh, the first session, second session. Uh, most of the times, we might also get an event which is practically two and a half hours long. Even in that particular event, we would be there for the first two hours as promised. Um, so we are logged in for the first two hours. We see everything has started great. Then the CXM might move on uh, from the platform and you know continue with the other activities. But the best part is that CXM is around for another eight hours during the day for standby support ready to step in as and when wow. needed wow. Uh, in order to go ahead and help them out. And then we have also done these, uh, I wouldn't say crazy, but these super interesting events which run 72 hours in a row. <laughs> oh my good oh my goodness <laughs> wow that's See, making me I mean, tired just thinking about it <laughs> well uh but you know the good part is that's that's one of the benefits that virtual events have brought into the picture that you do not need to be confined to that eight hour venue space that you have rented mm -hmm. uh, or you have on your own and you're not confined by the physical limitations of it that's right neither the humans nor the place so you can actually run an event that starts at 9 a.m today and ends at 9 p.m. two days later, mm -hmm. right? And we have done those events. So in those events, what we normally do is, because we know that the event is going to be, um, see the good part about uh, the events industry and what makes, uh, what helps us in providing support the way we do is, the events are planned yeah. at a, a very early stage. The minute to minute is probably jotted down, uh, probably one week prior, is a safe space to consider that okay the minute to minute schedule is in there might be last minute changes there are always last minute changes we have had last minute changes to this particular conversation that we are having right 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 but, <laughs> <laughs> but then what happens is we know that this event is running 72 hours what we do is uh for the first initial hours of the event the designated uh cs cxm uh logs in stays there um until the end of that person's operational window throughout the day, uh, they would remain on standby. Mm -hmm. The moment they are supposed to go ahead and uh, you know take off, we already have another person ready to take over the standby support who has the entire context of the event because that person was probably brought in yeah. uh, undercover inside the uh, event and the event support group yeah. uh, two weeks earlier than the event. So now you have got two people who are available to support you 24-7 and have the entire context of the event. There is a secret sauce to providing exceptional experiences and events. If it was easy, everyone would do it. But it's not easy. It's a challenge, which is why you, event professional, love what you do and strive for excellence. We at Hublot want to help, which is why we've created a client experience hub just for you at www.hublot.com. Hear more from our CX experts about what makes a great event, gaps and mishaps you can avoid with the right help, and examples of how solid client experience led to unforgettable experiences by event attendees. The Client Experience Hub awaits you at www.hubelow.com. 
That's www.hubilo.com. You're talking about typically there's all companies with customer support or client ex- client experience and they're saying, mm-hmm. oh, there's a turnaround time. And and I know there there are those like seconds or minutes where it's like you can demonstrate, hey, here's how long. But because by virtue of us having our people are in the event already, in the client's event, mm-hmm. there literally mm-hmm. is no turnaround time. They are that team member. You're, you're making mm-hmm. them be part of that team uh, for that client. I'm really curious. Um how how is it that you create and cultivate a team that does that cuz to me just mm-hmm. being used to you know years of where i might i had a problem today where i like talked mm-hmm. to a chatbot about a problem with with an order i made or something and then i want to go tweet at them you know cuz i get petty like that and uh, <laughs> you know but you're cultivating a team that is going is being that partner and that team member for that client. Um, what are, what are your secrets? I would love to know, like, what are, how do you know, like you're hiring someone who's going to have that dedication to that level that you do? Um, how do you, how do you, you know, just help your team succeed in that very crucial role they're providing for our clients? Okay. So, um, that's an excellent question. And, um, um, I'm, I'm contemplating, should I give out all the secrets or not? But yes. Well, you know, just, I mean, obviously the great and powerful Oz always had secrets, you know, and you can be that too, (laughs) but, uh, but maybe just one, you know, uh, you know, cause again, you just mentioned books are written all over the place about how to Mm -hmm. provide right customer experience, um, and client experience. But you mentioned, you're like, but you have to know the industry and you do need to do it specific to that industry. Um, so yeah, maybe just one tip, like what, what's one thing no, you actually, consistently you lay it on me, go for it. Actually, I would, I would, I would want to go ahead and share it all because I want uh, the support or the support mechanism in this industry mm-hmm. to go through an overhaul, to go, um, um, you know, towards a model that is much more friendlier to the customers. So I would go ahead and tell you the first and foremost thing that we try to, uh judge in our hiring uh for customer success or whenever i'm hiring a cxm is the thought process mm. uh when we ask them questions i do not really care if they have uh if they're really good at managing an irate customer it's how they respond uh to that particular situation it's uh you know we ask them things like what is going on through your mind uh when that customer was yelling um and these are cliche questions. There are a few other questions that I like to ask in my interviews as well. For example, this one makes people a bit uncomfortable and this is not something that they prep for is what was that one thing in your last job that you did, which made you wonder, is this even a part of my job description? And ah. that catches people off guard. Oh, well, that's a great question. <laughs> Everybody's got an answer to that too. They're like, probably like, oh crud, what do I say now? Cause I know what to say. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and you know, it's, um, there is no right or wrong answer to that. It's just how they process the response to this particular question. And at the end of the day, what they choose to say, because, you know, pretty much everyone, uh, especially in the client servicing world would have a list of things that they can publish and PDF out on it, mm-hmm. um, of the things that made them wonder that, but what they choose to say that actually gives you a perspective that what is going to be the extra mile co for this particular person, what will happen when a customer of Hupelo requires this person to go ahead and go the extra mile and do something that is not really jotted down in their job description? That is just one of the questions that we ask, right? Mm-hmm. Another thing is, uh, 
I give them a situation. You have been working for the past 11 days. Um, you have been really looking forward to a weekend that's coming up. But a client comes up and states that they have an event on Monday. So how important is Sunday to you as a holiday? Mm -hmm. Right. Again, there is no right question. Um, I would go for two types of people. People who say that I would ensure everything is in place by Friday so that I can have good rest on Saturday and Sunday and be 100% available on Monday during the event. Mm -hmm. Then there are those people who would tell me, it doesn't matter. I can always go ahead and take an off some other day. Sunday is just another day on the calendar. Mm -hmm. Right. So things like this, when I go ahead and ask them, uh, it gives me a very good understanding of uh, what is their commitment level towards a customer's need, mm -hmm. right? So first and foremost, that is something which takes the priority. Of course, there are other things, there are other technical things that we bring into the picture as well, how compatible they are with the industry, with sure. the job, with the tech. Uh, but apart from that, this is something which uh, we try to look for. And once they're in, see, it all goes down to vain. If you bring the person with the right thought process in, and then give him a set of seven different scripts to read in front of the customer. Mm -hmm. They need to understand, um, first and foremost, we don't do scripts. We don't do, uh, you know, we don't even have templated emails uh, at Hubelo. Mm -hmm. We let people communicate uh, with their own comfort level, uh, but of course, maintaining the decorum. Right. Um, right. So what we try uh, to make them understand is that, First and foremost, you need to understand what you are trying to do here. Yeah. We are not trying to go ahead and get a CSAT out of the customer. We are not trying to go ahead and uh, upselling or cross-selling or revenue out of the customer. Interestingly, we don't do uh, upselling, cross-selling at customer success at Rubelo. That's uh, something which we have left completely towards sales. Yeah. Right. Um, hmm. Once we hire the right people, it is our job that they need to understand what is your vision uh, about customers at Rubelo. What is the mission that Hubilo has? Mm -hmm. uh, and then what is it that they are required to do in order to excel at their jobs? Yeah. Uh, so I get down, I have a two-pronged training approach. Um, the team leaders that I have working with me, they are the ones who train them on product usage, processes, training, and all. And I specifically spend uh, about four, four and a half hours uh, with the new joinees within the first three weeks yeah. um and i give them what it means to be a cxf mm -hmm. what is the meaning of it yeah so that they understand that okay the technical stuff they are learning from the team leaders the processes that they are learning from the team leaders at the end of the day uh they know how to apply it but why to apply it is something i like to deliver personally yeah that's huge. Uh, and I love, thank you for, by the way, for divulging your secrets. I'm sure people listening and watching are like, uh, I have my notebook out and I'm writing all the notes. <laughs> but re again, I honestly, now I want to be using that question you ask in the interviews because I think that's a fantastic <laughs> question. Um, because I think we've all, you know, anyone who's worked for anywhere, anyone anywhere has always been like, yeah, that, that extra little bullet in a job description, other duties as required, mm -hmm. you know, and then you're like, yeah, but what does that mean, you know, and, and getting into that? So anyone who can relate to that, you're out there going, yep. But mm -hmm. I, I think that's really cool because it, it can be very easy, especially, I, I, you know, I've worked in customer ex, uh, service or customer experience roles before where, and even if I wasn't directly related to those teams, I, I knew the employees and I knew kind of the nature of the job. It can be kind of a gut-wrenching job sometimes because you are. I mean, usually people 
everything's going great. They're probably going to contact you less. Everything's not going that great. They're going to contact you more and the blood pressure is going to be high. And, and that, um, that leads me, and I know we're, we're just about out of time, which this has been so mm-hmm. great. Cause I feel like we're, you're getting, giving us such great insights and, and now having such a better understanding of why Hublot can and does provide such phenomenal client experience. Mm-hmm. What do, what is your personal, and this is more of a personal question for you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a rough gig, uh, you know, to be having to, um, kind of manage and help help maybe angry clients you know or frustrated clients navigate what is your way that you kind of decompress or de-stress after uh facing that you know after you've handled that and and maybe had Mm -hmm. had to really de you know um you know just help diffuse situations and make them happy turn them from from a hater into a fan Mm -hmm. even if you need to but what are ways that you uh relax and de-stress after you know handling client experience um how do, how do you kind of keep your head level and and reset <laughs> <laughs> all right uh so this is this is another secret for the for the customer side rather than the people who are providing support they would already be aware of it but um <laughs> uh, one thing that i've realized is very important is because uh, a customer success manager client experience manager a customer support person at the end of the day is in the job uh where they're core of the job requires them to deal with dissatisfaction right Mm -hmm. um i mean uh, it's always a turn the tables thing a person calling in who has problems it has some amount of dissatisfaction that is the reason they are calling in and you have to go ahead and turn that into a satisfied customers and turn them back right yeah so you are doing that in and out and um what i've realized is as a human you have a, a certain saturation point to how much dissatisfaction you can deal with. There is that one rebel mode and you're like, why am I dealing with this? Why am I in this job? <laughs> I love the gesture. What am I doing like, with oh. my life? <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, at that point in time, it is very important for an employee to have that safe space internally within their team, with their team leader, with me directly, uh, that they can go ahead and vent out yeah because that is what i've explained to a few people who reacted um in front of a customer that whatever the case may be unless the customer is using profanity mm-hmm. you will not react you will respond to what is happening and this is one thing which i like to teach them when i'm trying to explain them what it means to be a cxm that we don't react to situations, we respond to situations. So if yeah. someone is yelling on us, we are, the reaction would have been asking them to, you know, just calm down, keep it low and uh, let's focus on what's happening. Rather than that, what we would do is we would try to filter out ourselves that what is causing this frustration for the customer, target that and solve it out. Yuvraj sure makes client experiences sound like a no-brainer, but we all know it's an area that sure could use more support and excellence. Listen to the full interview with Yuvraj on Hubelo's YouTube channel and playlist, Event Profscast, just like this podcast. Speaking of which, give this podcast a follow, why don't you? You'll get an alert every time a new episode drops, and while you're at it, please tell us how we're doing by leaving us a review. Event Profscast is created, produced, and published by Hublot, the event platform built for you. Visit Hublot online at hublot.com, on social at Hublot, on Twitter at Hublot Connect, and everywhere by using our hashtag Hublove. That's Hublot, V-E. 
Thanks for listening. And may your event experiences be epic, exhilarating, and exceptional. Bye, everyone. Event Profs Cast is brought to you by Hubelo Technologies. Thank you for listening. You can visit us online at www.hubelo.com.